Hello, Governor. How's about a spot of tea, mate? Welcome back to the Tribal Brand Podcast. I am... You Winton. How's everybody doing out there in podcast land? I hope everybody's doing fantastico. I'm doing okay. Saturday morning, just got done renewing my driver's license. Yeah, and guess what? Just for the regular old cheap-ass license, $54. And $2 for the uh, debit fee. What the fuck, right? But if I want my enhanced license, it's like 78 bucks. Just say 80 bucks. And then I have to bring in my birth certificate, my social security card, two proof of addresses, and myself. Well, what the fuck is my driver's license for if it's not good enough ID to prove who I am? I don't understand, man. Personally, I don't think I need the enhanced driver's license because I don't plan on fucking flying, man. My wife wants me to get it because she wants me to take a trip down to see her family in Memphis. Now, I don't know about flying, man. I Every time I fly, each time it gets a little bit more worse, okay? I have this extreme fear of flying, okay? I am in anxiety. I don't like the takeoff, and I hate the landing, and just about everything in between. Now, the flying part is its not bad. I can kind of relax a little bit, but it's the fucking turbulence that sets me off. I'm not like that dude from the uh, Twilight Zone episode back in the early 60s where a dude is flying and sees a beast out there on the on the wing. I'm not talking about that. That's pretty fucking intense. But what I'm talking about is, you know, I grip the fucking, the, uh, the arms of the chairs a little bit tighter every time it fucking rocks, man. I'm just like, man, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Man is not supposed to be flying, man. It's for the birds. It freaks me out. Okay, it's just something in my head. When I first flew back in like 1989, I was flying by myself on the old defunct Eastern Airlines. So back in 89, they were really kind of shitty. But I flew by myself. I had like three seats to myself, man. I mean, I was thinking, wow, I didn't realize it was so cozy. You could even smoke cigarettes back then on the airplane. But if you ever smoked on an airplane, it, it's a little bit different because of the atmosphere and all that shit, okay? It doesn't taste the same. But anyway, it wasn't bad. You know, a little turbulence. I'm like, oh, wow, that's, well, that's weird. And then the next time I flew, it got a little worse and a little worse. And one time I'm on this small airplane from Port Angeles to Seattle because my grandparents and I were going to head to Hawaii. So on this little plane, it's like December. A lot of turbulence, man, a lot of wind. It wasn't a very big plane. Like three-seater, you know what I mean? Three seats down each side or whatever. Not very big. But we hit some turbulence and it seemed like the plane just fucking slammed and then dropped like 500 feet in like three seconds. And it fucking went slam. And I'm like, holy shit, this is it. I'm going to die. I look over my grandma, and she was a little old Indian woman who not much bothered her. 
but she looked fucking nervous too. So after that, and you know, I ended up flying to Hawaii, but I stayed drunk the whole time. And then on the way back, I stayed drunk the whole time. Yeah, not drunk, drunk, just enough to be really buzzed and not be worried by anything, man. So since then, I haven't flown, and I pretty much refuse. And for years and years now, my wife has been trying to say, "Hey, baby, let's go to, let's go see my family. I want to go see my family." I'm like, no, I'm good. If you want to drive, maybe. On a bus, maybe a train would be really freaking cool. But they're kind of dangerous too, you know. I got no control, man. I got no. If this shit goes sideways, I want to be like a fucking superhero. You know what I mean? Save the fucking plane. But that ain't gonna happen. So nowadays you have these planes that crash and they're all pointing the fucking finger at who fucked up and who did this and who did that. Shouldn't even be fucking flying, okay? I'm just going to put it to you like that. Now, I might be convinced to fly to Memphis, but I've already told my wife I'm going to need a pill, okay? Any kind of little pill, Valium, uh, some kind of barbiturate, okay? Yeah, I don't need alcohol. No alcohols, that's cool, but I need something to chill me out, man, because it just freaks me out the whole time. It's not fun. Now, some people, they just fucking love flying. Fly all the time, around the world. It's what they do for work. Some people fly three or four or five flights a freaking week, man. Unbelievable. I don't know, maybe if I flew like that much, I'd get used to it, but I don't think so. It's just too much to comprehend for me if this plane goes fucking if a fuse fucking goes out on this jet okay a fuse that's all it takes little itty bitty tiny fuse can make that airplane not run yeah i'm sure they got all kinds of backup systems and fucking engineers have sat around and said okay this is what it takes to fly whatever but it's still dangerous i don't want to do it i don't want to die that way okay so Probably not going to fly. Unless, you know, like I said, I get that little pill that I need. What, a magic pill or something? Yeah, that's what it is. A magic pill. One of those and I'll just be relaxed and let's do this. And be done with it. You know? Even if I could just go to sleep. Something to put me to sleep for the whole flight. It's like going into surgery, you know, when they're going in for orthoscopic surgery on your shoulder. And they say, okay... You're going to start feeling a little bit funny and about, and that's all I remember. He didn't even get to finish his fucking sentence, and I'm waking up after surgery all smiley and shit because I'm still high. That was pretty cool. But let me tell you, I think I've told you before, that surgery fucked me up. It was severe pain. I think, yeah, I never had surgery, so I'm going in there, yeah, this won't be nothing. Oh, yeah. I should have talked to my old buddy, Jeff. He's had like 20 surgeries, so he knows what it's like. But it was brutal. So anybody out there looking forward to surgery because you think it's going to be a cakewalk and you get some good pills? Nah. It hurts like a bitch. In fact, I just went down and saw the doctor for my, uh, what do you call it, closing the fucking claim appointment with the doctor. This old geezer had to be pushing 80. And he's like got his little caliper thing out and measuring me and shit and pull your arms this way and put your arms. I told him, okay, my shoulder's pretty good in the morning because I'm not using it. 
But if I'm at work and I'm using a hammer, whatever, because that's what I do. I have to labor, man. My boss tells me my site looks embarrassing. Okay, whatever, dude. This is construction. Yeah, I didn't sweep that out in the last couple of days, so excuse the hell out of me. He says, yeah, all you got to do, he, I, I don't want you to be laboring, but you can get a broom down at Lowe's and sweep it up. Yeah, I know. I have a broom in my truck. Two brooms, in fact, that I brought from my house. I just haven't had time, man. And they're still in my truck, but you know what? I'm taking them out this weekend, and I'm going to go to Lowe's on his dime and buy two brooms. I'm going to save mine. They're my brooms. Personal brooms, man. They're kind of spendy, you know, for those fine-ass fucking push brooms. Like 40 bucks. Yeah. I'm at the point now to where my loyalty is wearing very thin. You know, I've been using my tools, my stuff, my body to be doing labor work, framing and shit. I just don't tell them. I don't say, man, I framed this up, I framed that up. Should I keep a diary? Maybe. But, you know, I have to do this to keep my jobs moving. He don't fucking get it. Fellow superintendent requested we get another laborer. We got like 23 sites, out, you know, 23 projects going. But, uh, you know, they can get a little messy. As a superintendent, your phone's going off all the time. So as soon as you start doing something, somebody's going to call. Say, yo. I need you to come look at this right here, man. It's all fucked up. I need you to do something. All right. I'll be right there. All the fucking time. Bossman says we need at least 80 freaking jobs going. 80 sites, 80 houses, 80 whatever. Units. I'll put it to you like that. Before we need a second goddamn laborer. This dude's out of his mind, man. The day comes and we have 80 units in process and we have one laborer. I'm going to walk into his office personally and tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah. It's not happening. I'm not doing it. And if my fellow superintendent wants to, that's on him. That's crazy. Man, out of his mind. Guy acts like we should feel privileged to be working for him. What? That's the feeling I'm getting. He comes from Vietnam, where they still have emperors, right? They call him a president, but he's really an emperor, I think. Yeah. He might have this idea that we're supposed to be grateful that he's hired us. He's doing me a favor. Some of those, you know, they have that belief. And I can dig that, I guess. I mean, if that's what... You're in America now, bruh. I can dig where you're coming from. That's your thing, but you're in America. Needs to be treated equal. Equal, like your nephew. Yeah, should do that, bro. So, you know, you still have those protests going on over there in Dakota. Is it North Dakota or South Dakota? Let's see. Um, Dakota Access Pipeline in the northern United States. A pipeline that was projected to run from bacon oil fields in western North Dakota. Southern Illinois, crossing beneath the Missouri and the Mississippi River. I've done a little bit of research, not a lot, because it to me it's like, you know, I understand you believe in what what you're fucking fighting for and what you're protesting. But my fellow American Indians, 
It doesn't do you any good, man. You have to get the whites involved. See, yeah, you can chain yourself to all the machines and the fucking bulldozers and all that good happy horse stuff to make your point, but it's not going to change. They might even get just a crazy idea. Okay, if you want to be like that, what we'll do is we'll just put big old ships on the water and ship them down the river. So you have oil tankers on the river. I'm going to let you in on another little secret. The oil is not going to last forever, man. It's just not possible. Is it? I mean, the earth was covered with water at one time. Just one big fucking ball of salt water. And all that algae and all that other shit that was down there turned into oil somehow. I don't fucking know. The layers of silt and what have you. I'm not sure how it all went down. Dinosaurs and shit like that. But I know that's where oil comes from. Deep down inside Mother Earth. Eventually they're going to probably run out or something weird's going to happen. I mean, when you take all that oil out of there, doesn't it leave the... Doesn't it leave holes down there like big fucking gigantic caves and shit? I mean, what happens? Something weird can happen in my mind. You know, one of them big old fucking uh, caverns created by a billion fucking barrels of oil. It's like a cavity, right? If it's under underground, under beneath the earth, doesn't that, I mean, I don't know. I'm not one of them guys that understands that shit, but it raises a question with me. Anyway, one day we're going to be out of oil, so it's not going to be an issue. Everything is being destroyed by man fucking kind. He's going to destroy himself along with everything else that's living. It's affecting everything in the world, and species are being fucking... uh, Brought to extinction by man every day for the betterment of mankind, right? It makes mankind's life easier. It makes man and his living easier. Everything's about convenience for man. Fuck the fact that we're killing animals, people, whatever, for that. And it's not just in America, it's all over the world. All mankind. There's greed, man. But what I can say is I'm glad that the American Indians are protesting, they're standing up, but you need to get more politicians involved. A lot of other things need to happen before you change the route of that oil. But one thing you can be sure is that oil is going to make its destination, whether they bring it across the road or on trains or down the river on a bigger boat. My mind, I'm thinking, well, it would be better to go underground because if it, you know, they can they can set up safety mechanisms, right? It's no different than flying. There's a safety mechanism. Have shutoffs on each each side of the river, right? And alarms and all that. If there's a break, deal with it. Underground's better, in my mind you want to go over the river okay so something happens if you go down the river something happens and you got a billion gallons of oil right there that's different than 
a billion gallons underground, right? Because it's going to pop up somewhere. It can't just, you know, it'll pop up. Kind of like a big zit, all right? Earth's zit. It's going to pop through. Okay, so deal with it that way. Now you got your American Indians. Some of them are even fucking chaining themselves to the machinery. That's what they used to do in the protests in the 60s and 70s. And eventually, somebody ends up dying. Something's going to happen like that. You all remember what happened to Leonard Peltier, right? Down there, wounded knee. The FBI agent got killed and shit. They tried to put it on a couple other Indians. They were found not guilty. But Leonard Peltier is an innocent man. He was railroaded. Who knows exactly what happened, but there's proof out there that proves that Leonard Peltier could not have possibly done this. It wasn't at his hands. So, he's been in prison for, what, 40 years now? Something like that? He's going to die in prison. Nobody's going to let him out. Why? Because it was a crime against the federal government. Somebody from the FBI got themselves killed, so now we got to put it on somebody. So that's what they did. And there he sits. And he'll die there. If Trump wanted to be remembered as a decent individual, halfway decent, quarter decent, no, he's not decent. But if he'd be, he'd be cool. It would be cool for him to fucking let him go, man. Pardon him. You know? All right, time served, you're out. Boom, go home. Go back to the reservation where you belong and live the rest of your days out peacefully. That would be the coolest thing to fucking do. But that ain't never going to happen. FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigations will never allow that to happen. So Leonard Peltier, unless there's absolute, like, no, nothing can get him out of prison now. Nothing. But my prayers always go out to Leonard Peltier and all the Indians that had to deal with all that bullshit back then. But what's happening there in North Dakota, eventually somebody's going to die because it's, people are going to start getting pissed off. You're going to have one pissed off dude or woman or whatever and shit's going to hit the fan. That's just my my take on it. Just me. Just mine. So, be diligent out there. Keep your heads on swivels. And if you have the right to carry a gun, I'd go ahead and do that. Anyway, the fucking Seattle Seahawks barely pulled it out last week in my thinking. Yeah, they did great the first half, but then the second half, they fucking gave up like 24 points or something ridiculous. What? What kind of fucking defense was that? Were they playing some kind of zone? It wasn't cover two. They should at least go man-to-man. Mano-o-mano, bro. You know what I mean? At least put it on something. When they're leaving big old gaps in the fucking secondary that a fucking you could drive a fucking train through? Jesus. Notice how my F-bombs just start flying when I get a little tiny bit agitated? I'm working on that, my friends. But tomorrow we got to play fucking Tampa Bay, Right? And we all know about Bruce Arians. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. He called the Seattle Seahawks Stadium, what is it, the clink? His home field. Coming back home to play. He's going to whoop Seattle. That's what he was saying when he was the coach of Arizona. 
that this is our house now when he whooped us up here. Century Link Field. Ciel got ass whooped by Arizona. But now he's coaching for Tampa Bay and he's down there running his fucking mouth again. Okay, him and his fucking Jake, what is his name? Jace, Jameis uh, Winston? The fuck? He's kind of a creepy dude. He's been accused of rape. Yeah, and a couple other very uh, mischievous things, if you know what I'm saying. But Bruce Arian, he's got some big nuts, right? comes up here and says this is our house and now he's saying he's going back home to play he's calling it home up here i hope we destroy him tomorrow keep your fingers crossed but our secondary can get ass whooped we don't need that our defense man needs to step up pretty shitty defense and did you guys see the fucking world series oh my god i couldn't believe what happened to houston in game seven actually game six too how many times were they on base and couldn't score a fucking run? Couldn't drive in runs. They left like all together in two games or the whole thing like 25 people on or some, some kind of fucking ridiculous number. They couldn't drive anybody in. Runners in scoring position. What the fuck, man? Washington capitalized. Every time they had, just about every time they had somebody on base, they scored a run here, a run there, and once in a while hit three run homers and shit. That's the National League way of playing fucking baseball. We're going to chip away and chip away. And they ended up winning the fucking World Series. Washington Nationals. Last week I said it was the Capitals. But who cares, right? It's the Nationals, man. Okay? Whoop-de-doo. I made a boo-boo. But that was crazy. Couldn't believe what was fucking happening. I turned it off. I'm a Houston fan because they're in our division, right? If you're a Seattle fucking Mariner fan... And Houston gets to the World Series. You kind of got to root for them, right? Am I fucking right? You can't hate them. I don't like the National League, so there you go. So I was rooting for fucking Houston, and they got whooped. Glad I didn't put any money on that one. And guess who's the only team in professional baseball that hasn't been to the World Series? I'm going to give you three guesses, and the first two do not count. Yeah, our fucking beloved Seattle Mariners, the only team to never make it to the World Fucking Series. Wow, that's that's embarrassing. That's not a, a you know, a dirty job site's not embarrassing, but the Seattle Mariners, that's embarrassing. Oh, now they're gonna start building from the bottom up this last year. I was talking shit when they first started. I was all like, "Fuck yeah, man." Won like fucking 14 out of 16 games and shit. Fuck, and then they shit the bed. Seattle Mariners shit the bed. Okay? They're a crap team. They've only been awesome for a few times, a few years, man. I've been... I listened to their first game on the radio. Yeah, it was against Oakland. Way back in the fucking 70s, bro. So I've been following them. I haven't been a big fan. It just is what it is, man. Of course I was a fan during the fucking Griffey years and Martinez and all that shit. I try to listen to them. I try to follow them. But, you know, I, I love the Seattle Mariners. But I can't stand to see them getting whooped all the time. Why do I want to sit there and watch them get whooped? It's like if the fucking Seattle Seahawks were getting trashed every week. 
It's not a lot of fun, right? I'd still watch him. But let's face it, everybody. 163 fucking games is a lot different than 16. Okay? That's a lot of fucking baseball. Can't sit through that much fucking losing, right? Every year after year after year. Damn. That's embarrassing. Anyway, I hope everybody's Halloween was safe and fucking uh, sane. No crazy shit going on in my household. I think we had like 21 or 22 fucking uh, trick-or-treaters. Little demons. What kind of fucking holiday is that anyway? You go around, you go down the neighborhood, you knock on the door and you say trick-or-treat. Truth be known, all the babies in the world are little demons anyway, right? They grow up to be assholes and shit and you gotta deal with them. Attitudes and fucking, you know, you didn't do this for me, you didn't do that for me, you fucking owe me this, you owe me that. You know, they're demons, alright? Anyway, anybody who prays, send out a prayer for our friends out there in uh, North Dakota, at Standing Rock, you know, pray that nobody dies, and hopefully everybody makes it home safe, no injuries, but eventually something bad may happen, I don't know, the government, you know, they get tired of dealing with that shit, eventually they're like, okay, it's time to clean house, okay, it's like what they do up here in Seattle with the fucking homeless, eventually they'll clean house, it's like I told you that homeless encampment up there along I-90 I was telling you about four or five months ago, whatever it was. Well, they finally got tired of that shit and they cleaned house. They brought in a couple of bulldozers and a fucking uh, cherry picker or whatever and they just picked all that shit up and threw it in dumpsters and off they went. It's all clean and pretty now. Well, eventually that's what they'll do with these protesters. They'll just clean house. That's what they do. If this was 200 years ago, this wouldn't be happening. They would have already been murdered and slaughtered with the Gatlin gun. Remember that? Anyway, I'm done ranting and raving. I hope everybody has a great week. And don't forget to vote. If you got any voting going on where you're at, you better vote. Because you can't make a difference until you do. I am you, Winton. Peace.